0: Email Jacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV, where the doctor is always in. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode on USA Global TV and radio. And you're, you're joining, actually, Talking Heads today, And uh, it's an honor and pleasure to be back and sharing with you. My name is Janetta Barry. And I'm an expert presenter on today's topic, which is about dealing with intimidation as an adult. And the interesting thing is, it was probably even the first or second episode that I presented here on Talking Heads. uh, I actually talked and touched quite, quite extensively, more than touched, expanded quite extensively on bullying in in playgrounds with children and how it's dealt with and why generally that doesn't work and today is really an extension of that presentation. So for those viewers and listeners who are either new to USA Global TV and radio or new to my presentations, or for any of you who might have missed that episode, I'm going to recap a little bit on that, what we addressed in that that session, because it's so interesting. When you've got Bullying and the, somebody being bullied and victimized and somebody being the bully. As we grow up, it actually, uh, well, it can remain as bully and, and victim. There's a lot of domestic violence and other types of violence out there that remain at that level even as adults. Uh, but often it it morphs into becoming intimidation. And being intimidated by somebody or intimidated by somebody at work or home or school, or wherever it is or out and about. So what normally happens with, with intimidation or, or bullying like that is there's a the perception that there's absolutely no value in being bullied or intimidated. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying everybody should go out there and bully and intimidate, intimidate because it's good. It has a long list of not being good, needs to be addressed and called out, and and it has its place and way of being addressed and called out. Having said that, so many of us get really charged about the fact that bullying isn't part of being peaceful, and so it should be eliminated, and intimidation for that matter. And when that happens, a really interesting Imbalance happens. Now, what I shared in that first session was that we're all attached to the 4,000 over 4,700 human traits or qualities that are listed in the dictionary. We're all attached to them because they're human. And some of them we're attached to more than others. And usually we're attached to one and we're opposed to its opposite. We either judge it, or, 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 or we try and eliminate it, or we, we try and do all sorts of things to the stuff that we're not attached to, to those qualities we don't agree with. So what happens is, in, in the cycle of understanding how traits and how we handle traits go, we're in a society that's very attached to being more positive than negative. We're often told that if we speak and act with every positive thought, word, and deed, then we'll find happiness and wealth and wisdom and health. And it doesn't work. And the reason why it doesn't work is because the other negative traits that we're judging are still human traits, and they're part of who we are. Once we go around judging them, it means that we're silently, and sometimes not so silently as it blurts out like a volcano but we are silently judging that half of who we are is unacceptable that it's not lovable and not loved and needs to be eliminated so today is about understanding the value in the negative as much as there is disservice. This is not saying, oh, yeah, a negative is fantastic. Let me embrace it and bring it on and let's have negativity for, for everything I do. No, that's not what this is saying. It's saying that as, much as there is a long list of where negative thought, word and deed definitely doesn't serve. And as I said earlier, requires to be handled and... Um, called out where necessary it also has an equal amount of gain with it and on the other side of that continuum because this all works always in cycles positive and negative charges work in cycles this electricity that I'm using now to power up to be connected to you to be lit up all of that works in cycles of positive and negative charge and if we took that negative charge out of what I'm doing with you now I'd disappear I'd be disempowered in being able to express and be with you and share with you in this open heart and balanced way today and the same happens with our thoughts and our feelings which are all attached to our human traits so when you're more attached to let's say there's a dividing line and I'm actually going to use my hands today there's a dividing line which is your line that oscillates uh, at being uh, balanced and uh, your thoughts and emotions being manageable and then you're told that, that it's really important to be kind, gentle, thoughtful, loving, giving And let's say that that positive charge of that line is on this side, and the negative charge is on this side. So if you're oscillating going positive, negative, positive, negative, this electricity is doing at the moment, it's oscillating. The noise out my mouth is oscillating too. Whilst that's happening, it's all being manageable. But the moment you start saying, I need to be more positive than negative, instead of being in balance in a in a circle on that line of balance doing that it starts distorting it and elongating that cycle so that you go more and more like this so this is how it happens so you go okay i'm going to be model citizen number one so i'm going to be gentle kind loving thoughtful giving um peaceful all those positive traits you can see that as I'm doing it, as I'm saying it, and I'm going, I'm not allowed to be the opposite. Not going to happen. You're going further and further away as you distort and elongate that cycle. It gets like an ellipse, core. And here you are now far away from the line of balance. And in the epiphany process, we call that being in a place of fantasy because you're not you're in one-sided reality. Here's the actuality in the, in the balance line here. So here you are in one-sided reality in a place of fantasy Trying to be model citizen number one, extolling all the positive virtues until your inherent innate wisdom, your innate genius, says to you often on an unconscious level, you're out of balance. Let me show you the value of the other side, and you catapult or roller coaster from feeling upbeat and virtuous through to what we call being in a nightmare situation in the equal and opposite direction. And when you're there, you're starting to feel guilty and ashamed that you haven't met the unrealistic high standards you set yourself up to to trying to attain on the equal and opposite other side. And this little dance of rollercoastering happens to us, all of us, from time to time. For some of us, we haven't got the skills, that rollercoaster gets worse and worse and worse. And we start, because here we're being... Bipolar, by the way, positive, negative, that's bipolar. But here we're being extremely polar. And that's why so many people are dealing with something like bully and victim from this extreme place. And the reason why is I talked in episode one or two about Susie and Johnny and they're on every playground and will I usually swap it around, but I'm going to keep it the same way as last time. Will pretend that Johnny is the bully, and Susie is the victim, and they almost recognize each other as they see each other on the on the playground, and they have only eyes for each other. Johnny's not interested in Mary or Sarah or anybody else doesn't even notice them. The only one he wants to victimise is Susie, and Susie doesn't notice anybody else as she tries to be kind and gentle back to horrible or johnny and 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 show that he he's not being very nice or whatever coping skill she's got in there or maybe cowering from him whatever it is that she does to try and be different to what he's being and he tries to be different to what she's being and what happens is In most, uh, and by the way, Susie is running the story that the world is a very unsafe place and that everybody, unless everybody in the whole wide world starts being kind and gentle and thoughtful and loving and giving and peaceful and so on, the world will become even more dangerous. In fact, she and everybody that she loves and cares for and the world at large could die and probably will die. That's the charge she's feeling on this one-sided reality. The other side of that very same cycle is Johnny sitting there saying, the world is a very unsafe place. He's he's running the same story, but from the other side of the continuum and saying, unless everybody starts being forceful and unkind and and uh, violent or, or whatever it is the words and and actions that he's putting into place. Unless everybody becomes like that and protects themselves at all costs, then he and and all that matters to him and the world at large will die. So they're both running the same story from an extreme rather than from a place of manageability. So if you try and take Susie away and protect her, change Johnny to only be kind, gentle, thoughtful, loving, giving. Well, you can see where that's going to put him if he takes that story on because he's really attached to the charge of the opposite. So it doesn't work that well a lot of the time. I'm not saying it doesn't work, but a lot of the time it doesn't work that well because all that happens is anything you judge in yourself as being unloved and unlovable. So all those traits you judge as being not good enough You're going to attract, like a magnet, people and circumstances into your life that reflect that very thing or those very things you're judging. So what happens is Johnny and Susie don't realize it, but they've become each other's inadvertent teachers. So in Johnny reflecting to Susie what she despises and dislikes with a passion, he's showing her what the value is of taking those extreme ways of being and bringing them into manageability in that line so you become appropriately assertive rather than just kind, gentle, thoughtful, loving, giving and you've got no barriers. So he's inadvertently, he doesn't know he's doing it, inadvertently teaching her the importance of the opposite side, the value. And she, too, is inadvertently teaching him the importance of being soft and gentle and kind. And when the two of them are brought together and are given very specific skills to start loving and embracing that which they dislike or despise in themselves and in others... New conversations start happening as they lighten up. They have what we call a photon moment in, in science. Why it's called the epiphany process? They have this photon moment as they bring both negative and positive charges, and that particular thing they are charged up about into open-hearted manageability acceptance appreciation and spontaneous love and it's the most wonderful thing to watch Susie and Johnny change change towards themselves change the conversation and change their response to each other I can't tell you how heartwarming it is because if you don't all that will happen is if you take Susie away from Johnny She'll carry on attracting Johnny's in different forms again and again and again. And he'll carry on attracting Susie's. And by the way, if Johnny's being the bully in this particular circumstance, Betra Bottom dollar, he's being bullied in other circumstances. So this has a knock on effect in helping him to deal with being bullied. And if Susie's being bullied, Betra bottom dollar she's bullying in some form it might not be the form we think it should be or or might be but she's bullying in some form or another and when she learns how to deal with it that softens as well so it's a very powerful way to be and so the same applies as we grow up. Maybe we we haven't attracted that deep bully before. I certainly did. I had one person who was born on my birthday as I was at school. She made my life hell. If I'd had these, these skills and techniques then, I would have been able to very powerfully stand in my place and respond to her in a different way. But I didn't have them in those days. But for some people, they, they're not quite as sensitive or overly sensitive, which is what I was. Um, they've managed to get through bullying and being bullied I- in a more manageable way. And yet there's still times of intimidation as an adult, either in a relationship or within the family relationships or or in social relationships or definitely within the workplace, whether it's um, a client or... Um, Uh, a colleague or a boss or a set of bosses there's always time and times where intimidation kicks in and when you have the skills and techniques to deal with that intimidation so that your response comes from a place of specificity clarity and certainty rather than knee-jerk response it's amazing what it does to people around you. Their whole body energy changes. Their, their ability to reason also changes. And they become more able to reason. They become reasonable. And it, it it compounds. And it's the most amazing place. And once you get these skills, it it's amazing how they happen naturally. You suddenly find yourself in a situation you haven't got to say listen just wait there i'll stay away and process okay this is what i'm gonna say to you it doesn't work like that once you've accessed your conscious consciousness and your unconscious consciousness with these really really powerful skills and techniques and questions once you've done that you find that you're challenged by something or someone and the appropriate words come out your mouth maybe sometimes from and it still happens to me 15 years on after working this process from the start I'll have something or someone that really challenges me to beyond being able to just be spontaneous and that will also happen but the wonderful thing is that I am now able to to go away in those rare moments and work the process so that When I finished, it doesn't matter what the other person said or did or was doing or should have been doing because that's their journey and it's their issue and it's their charge. What does matter is when you speak from your heart that creates an amazing amount of matter. And so that is where being able to deal with intimidation as an adult is a powerful powerful tool i'm going to share with you as we end off today how to take the first baby steps to do this please do understand that when i work with people one-on-one often there are more intuitive questions that i ask in between these basic questions because often when we're blocked and we have a charge about something or someone, it's really difficult to unblock it without a little bit of tutoring or or having that, that um, person coaching you through it and asking just the question a little bit differently to bring that breakthrough in. And I want to also share with you, if you're finding it difficult to answer that question, difficult, 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 it means you're that close to a breakthrough. When my clients are sitting there going, I can't answer it, I can't answer it. They're great, you're this close, this close to a breakthrough. And if you're really finding it difficult to get through, please do contact me. So before we get into the actual questions, basic questions, to ask yourself if you are dealing with intimidation right now. I just want to share with you that fear is a lethal killer of dreams and the greatest cancer that has beset passion and a ruthless thief of lives stolen and buried in the decay of lives squandered. Yet, the greatest tragedy of all is that the fear that destroys us is rarely, rarely the monster it pretends to be nor does it possess anything close to the power that we grant it. Therefore, it's only a killer, a cancer, and a thief because we empower it to be so. And that's from Craig D. Lounsborough. And that's what I'm saying here is you can give your power to somebody else only because you've allowed it to be so. And so many people don't know how to say that's no longer allowed. And these next sets of questions will help you with that. So the very first thing is to to really get to a point of what is it about that circumstance that's bothering you the most. But let's stay with a person because often our initial dealings with intimidation comes from a specific person or a specific group that has one personality. So, what is it that that person or that group is specifically portraying in terms of qualities? It could be bombastic, it could be superior, it could be um, uh, critical criticizing all the time being ultra critical start making a list of what are those qualities or traits that you really dislike in that person or that body of people that you just think you know they really get my goat I really don't enjoy them start listing it as extensively as you can and then choose the one where you go oh that's the one that really gets me it's really getting me So uh, let's say it's that the person is superior. I'm I'm just choosing one of any, okay? Or that body of people who thinks they're so much more superior than me. So you're going to actually then ask yourself, where have they shown the opposite trait? Where have they actually shown that they're inferior once to one person? Where have you been where they've gone, oh, yeah, that was that didn't show they were superior, or once to many people, or once to another group of people, or many times to that group of people? And you're going to list that as extensively as you can. Then the next thing you're going to do is identify where you've done the same, because it's a human trait. So where have you been superior? go right back to your earliest memory or your most recent memory if you can't remember your childhood memories. So go, where have you been? Where have you shown superiority? It might be a shopkeeper or a shopkeeper in their attendance where you went, you know, they're a bunch of whatever they are. I can't waste of time and you walk out feeling so superior that they're such idiots. I mean, it happens. Uh, it could be... Wherever it could be, where have done it to your parents as a teenager, to other friends, uh, to your family, your immediate family now, to people at work, and this is a good one. Where have you done it silently? Because people think, oh, well, being superior outwardly is not acceptable, but we forget, we're always running conversations where you go, you know, I'm so much better than that. Or they're just such a lo- what a loser. Uh, you know, I I wouldn't do that if if you paid me. So we're running superiority and inferiority conversations all the time in us. So start identifying where you've done the same to the same degree as those that person or those people, or the same in different ways and different forms, because you know what, superiority is superiority. matter what you're doing or how you're doing it it's still superiority so i had sometimes people say to me yeah but their superiority is far worse than my superiority if you drop and peel that and go superiority is i'm being superior i am being superior then the next question you're going to ask yourself please try and make those lists as extensive as you can is where in their being superior to you is it pushing you to employ new skills new techniques new experience and new exposure that if they were always feeling you were an equal to them or even superior to them would be lost so in their being superior to you and you feeling compromised what is that giving you in, in terms of lists of skills and experience and exposure what's it pushing you to do who is it pushing you to turn to and have new conversations with because they're being superior the other people person are being superior who is it in, enabling you to identify closer to or with or where is it pushing you to have more faith and trust in yourself or or the bigger higher order and things where uh, Maybe it's it, it's pushing you to your limits where you sit down and go, please, I need some guidance here. Where is it pushing you to trust more that you're not alone on a spiritual and a faith level? Where is it pushing you to perhaps do a, a physical or mental activity? Maybe it's pushing you to walk more or go to gym more or, or draw more or read more Or sleep more. What's it pushing you to do physically that you wouldn't be doing if they weren't challenging you? What are they helping you inadvertently to do? And you carry on. What's pushing you to do financially? It might be that it's pushing you to enjoy your money more by spending something on yourself to feel that little bit more uplifted. Or it might be doing the opposite, teaching you to to um save because you know one day i'm going to go to Timbuktu and live there instead so it's teaching you saving skills or it's teaching you appreciation of spending skills what's it pushing you to do with your work maybe it's going i'm going to study like crazy to get out of this situation and it's pushed you to start going towards your degree uh, an example for me was i had a, a broken relationship not long after i lost my Daughter and my marriage, and I thought this was the relationship. And if that relationship hadn't gone south, the relationship after my marriage failed, I would never have written Full Circle Rainbow because the pain of that relationship pushed me to, to physically start writing. And if I'd remained in that relationship, there'd be no book today. So I'm not saying staying in that relationship wouldn't have worked necessarily. It would have had its its ups, but in not working, this is what it gave me. So you're going to go through where in their being like this, it's giving you skills, techniques, experience, and exposure. And then you're going to ask the other side: in their n- if they were always if everybody was always really nice to you and never intimidated you or n- uh, never thought you they were superior to you, what would be lost? so you start you're basically answering the same question in reverse what wouldn't you have um so you're going to go both ways on that conversation and the same in you being superior what's giving other people that if you were always nice and kind or, or inferior would be lost and once you start making all those lists on both sides of the spectrum going both ways Suddenly you'll find you get to a point where your heart opens and you go, you know what? It doesn't bother me anymore. I had a client not very long ago who was screaming about an ex-business partner. And, and as he was answering the questions to me, he was screaming at me, but he was answering the questions. And then suddenly his wife was sitting with him. She said, Do you know you've come down three decibels in the last five minutes and you're not screaming anymore? And he went, oh, my gosh, I don't feel angry towards that person anymore. That's what the capacity of being able to bring both positive and negative charges into open heart and manageability gives you. If you'd like a little bit more of this, please do feel free to reach out to me. I would be honored to work you through so you can get over those hurdles that are quite difficult. It's like going to gym. You know, when you've got a coach there that says, okay, you need to do a few more sit-ups or press-ups or stay on the bench a little bit more, whatever it is, and you get through it and you go, thank goodness I did, it's the same. This is mental and emotional gym, and it would be an honor and pleasure to work this through with you um, in your own time with me or or in groups, because I also do it in groups. So I want to thank you for your attention and interest today. And to say to you, please do subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is USA Global TV. And you can find all our Talking Head episodes here. We have many authorities speaking their wisdom and their truth and giving amazing guidance and skills and tools in this channel under Talking Heads, under the playlist titled Talking Heads 2022. And again... Please do reach out to me if I may be of service. You can contact me at Janetta, J-E-N-E-T-T-A at the Epiphanyprocess.com or visit the website at the epiphanyprocess.com where you can also contact me. And I look forward to having you with us again this time next week uh, as we talk about responding to what is not said in relationships, the silent conversation. We don't even know what that is going on. Lots of love. See you next week.